Systems work, people fail. Welcome to InsureMark's Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser, where we share proven systems and processes for the 21st century advisor. Today, it's essential that advisors find a way to differentiate themselves from the competition. Learn how to elevate your game and accomplish incredible feats as Jeremy teaches you how to build a more successful and sustainable business while realizing a better work-life balance is not only possible, but achievable. No ceilings was the mantra for 2022 amongst my advisors. So we are a little over a third of the way done with 2022. And wow, time is flying and so is the team this year. With 2021 being our team's greatest year in history, these amazing advisors are up over 25% from this time last year. Welcome to the Advisor Mentorship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Hauser, and our guest today is Mike Milligan, who is a good friend and partner who is helping lead the charge this year amongst our team. How are we doing today, Mike? I'm doing great, Jeremy. How are you? I am doing good. Appreciate you hopping on for today's uh, episode here. So could you share with the audience who is Mike Milligan and how long have you been in the business? So yeah, I'm a certified financial planner that uh, I'm in the little corner of the world uh, with the largest military base in the country uh, in Norfolk, Virginia. But uh, I've been in the business since 1999, ranging from bank investment companies, um, to insurance companies, to the independent channel uh, over that time, but really always serving clients from the financial planning standpoint. Love that. And so in your career, what would you say has helped you um, really just get to where you are today and attract the (laughs) amount of clients that you have over the years? You seem to have a lot of appointments each and every day amongst the team. So what's been helping you? So I uh, embrace failure, Jeremy. Uh, it's, um, it's just something that uh, I've learned. I used to, uh, I, I come to this industry with a very big athletic background. Uh, and then from there came from uh, a background where I was highly influenced by my grandmother. And uh, in both of those, I was always taught that success is the result of hard work. Uh, but it took me a long time to realize that even when I was playing baseball or spending time with my grandmother as a kid, that failure was uh, more prevalent in what was going on than success was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, can't, you can't succeed unless you fail a lot. And so, yeah, you're right. I have a lot of appointments on my schedule every day, but uh, most advisors would probably love to have that, but they probably would not love to hear no as much as I hear no. But no doesn't no doesn't scare me. No is just an opportunity to move forward and work and find the people I'm really meant to deal with and meant to help. Well, that night, actually, surprisingly, I didn't know you played baseball. So, oh, wow. Know? Oh, yeah. 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 I was uh, a catcher. I was a catcher. Hit the ball, uh, hit the ball a long way. Couldn't run very fast. That was, that's a, that's a problem. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, well, that's, that's good to know. And so, do you, I was actually going to ask you on today, uh, do you remember how we met first or the first time we met? I'm pretty sure it was on LinkedIn. 
if I had to, if I had to go back and chase our story, I think, I think we probably met on LinkedIn and then we connected. I think we probably connected at the height of COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, uh, and I think we immediately hit it off because uh, we were sharing some marketing ideas back and forth with each other about how to get through COVID, how to get through the new virtual world we were living in. And I think that's probably where we first kicked it off. Pretty spot on. Cause I, I remember it was a, um, especially like back in 2020, I was doing a lot of those, um, those webinars for advisors to hop onto. And I was doing something regards to one of the sales concepts, one of the guys was doing with the product, uh, something that they were using to show income to a customer. And yeah, sure enough, I think you hopped in and commented on it. And ever since then, that's just the world we live in. Technology brought Mm -hmm. us together and here we are two years. And I was just, I'm always curious to think or remember. I think I remember it, but not sure how other advisors, uh, (laughs) they actually recall it. Um, So with knowing that though, and as advisors with so many organizations like InsureMark and other groups that are basically throwing money at you, um, a lot of IMO groups are promising the world, they're promising you a lifetime subscription of Umami, uh, avocado toast probably, in order for you to do business Ooh. with them. Uh, so what what does Mike look for with a partnership um, to actually provide value to your practice? What's something that your organization really looks up, looks for for partnerships? I think we all want... Product is product. Everybody offers the same thing. But I think what drives uh, me in dealing with partners is really about relationships, somebody who gets me and what I'm trying to help clients with makes it, makes it easier to do business is, um, is a staple of what you guys do. The team that you've surrounded yourself with that has allowed me to take my career further than I thought I could ever go. Um, you guys, uh, um, you guys have made uh, the failures I bring to the table easier to deal with and turn them into successes. And so, you know, I think that's what I look for is I look for partners who, one, I can relate to and I can build a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And then from there, what common goal do we have to make our clients? You know, I'm, I'm your client, but ultimately the clients that we serve in the retirement income and uh, college planning and risk mitigation world. How how do we how do we make that easier for them? And that's what I look for is people that I can that make it easier for me to deal with more people. So, and you mentioned um, challenges, or maybe not so much challenges, but over the last two years, what are things that you've adapted to here over since 2020 when we first chatted on LinkedIn? What have you done in your practice to to evolve? I've uh, I've made things simple, you know. Used to, used to in the old days, just try to do everything for everybody. Uh, but I've made things very simple, you know. I think I, I've I've come to realize uh, education is key for clients, and I want to educate them on not only what they have at their options, but I want to make it so simple for them that they not only understand it and grasp but they're, they love solutions 
that we bring to the table. And, you know, I've begin mm-hmm. I, over the last couple of years, I've really, with what's going on with COVID, I've stressed to clients the importance of uh, embracing every day that we have. We've missed so much over the last two years with traveling and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, spending skin on skin time with family and friends that uh, like I, I'm positioning clients, not only with their money on how to uh, mitigate risk, but I'm also positioning them how to manage their lifestyle um, and trying to get them to realize that time is short. And if you have a goal of traveling, you need to go travel. If you have a goal of spending time with grandkids, you need to go spend time with grandkids. If you have, if, 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 if your goals um, are important enough to you for you to tell them and share them with me, to share that story with me about what they want to do, my goal to you is to be able to bring the resources and ideas to the table that ultimately get you to that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really what's that's really what's been going on with us and what we're trying to evolve into as a as a financial planner. So although Mike may hear no a lot from customers, you tell your clients yes a lot. You can go do that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Do that. Yeah, I I do that. <laughs> Um, so I was actually going to share with you here. So I was looking at before today's podcast, so I was reading through some numbers. I'm all about analytics and numbers. So through the, yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) So through April, if I go back to 2021 compared to this April from last April, um, y'all's business and your organization is actually up four times this year year over year from last year. So comparing those numbers, what do you think has been the biggest investment you've made in your practice since partnering, not just with InsureMark, but maybe in the last year or so? Um, You know, I think the, I think we've just gotten committed to the process of what you're asking about is like the back office team, like how has the staff been able to help us grow there is, you know, we spent, we spent time developing and honing a process from the first interaction with a client to replicating me. I mean, the, the -hmm. team is really about doing the work so that I can do only what I can do. Like my office staff can't craft financial plans. They can't interact face to face with clients. Uh, from a sales process. Uh, They can interact from a service, but they can't do it from a sales. And so what they've done is uh, mastered their craft of getting a lead in and getting them to the calendar and Mm -hmm. uh, continuing those follow-ups to eventually when it's application time, following that business all the way through to the end so that I can spend my time face-to-face with clients on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or Google Meet and building relationships so that we can do more business. And so, you know, we took a step back to hone those processes in to get us to the point where, yeah, production has gone up, but it's really because we have good partners in place on the back office side to manage the business inflow we're getting. And for, so for you, um, and I believe you have, what is it, two, three people now um, on staff? Um, so what, when's the right time to scale? So I have several advisors that might be one man shops, one woman shops, 
and they always feel like they do. They might need somebody to help them out, but maybe they don't necessarily need to. They might need to just uh, just be more efficient with their time. So in your opinion, when was that aha moment of scaling, of hiring somebody for those that might be listening as independent advisors? It's scary when you're, it's, it's scary to have to make a commitment for salary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's as a business owner, any business owner out there, I don't care if you're in our practice or in our business or have a, a coffee shop at the corner, allocating money to uh, a salary is a tough, tough pill to swallow sometimes. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you have to be willing to take a risk. Business owners take, we're in the business of reducing risk in our clients' portfolios, but business owners have to be willing to take risk. Um, and that's the same thing is when you're, when you're running a practice, uh, if you find somebody really talented, the problem is, is uh, a coffee shop person often tries to find somebody who makes really good coffee versus finding a really talented person and teaching them how to do it your way. I, I think that's where people in our world fail sometimes is they try to look for somebody who's already in the business and they look to steal them away from somewhere else. My philosophy on that is just find the most talented people you can who are who fit the role from an, an administrative gifting side or a social media gifting side, and then you could teach them the business. If you're um, in, you don't have to teach on the business all by yourself. You can rely on your back office partners mm-hmm. to help teach the business. So like Felicia in your office does an amazing job of teaching Caitlin how to do her job. And that's not me doing it. That's me relying on somebody on the backside doing it. But uh, you, you have to take a risk sometimes. And a lot of times people in our business will try to take a risk going with a part-time person who's only going to be there for 10 or 15 hours a week. And that's, that's just frustrating to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's something that was that frustrated to me because I tried that in the past is when you try part-time, but you need that person like at that moment and they're off doing something else. That's why, you know, I think you allocate money to a full-time person and by the way, you have to pay them well. You, you, you pay them what you think they're worth two or three years from now. Don't pay them what you can afford now. Pay them what they're worth two or three years from now, because then you're going to ensure that you keep them. Uh, so don't just train them so they can go get a big payday somewhere else. Pay them now what they're worth a couple of years from now. And then I think your business will explode as long as you're finding talented people. That's the key. Okay. Love that. Um, well, what what are some of the challenges you're finding in your business today here uh, as we speak? Are, are you not watching CNBC, buddy? <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is this is uh, this is tricky, right? Our our clients are talking about inflation and interest rates, but were you were were you in the? I mean, I, I I'm a little bit older than you are. And I wasn't in the business when inflation was a problem last time. And so I'm trying to guide retirees into retirement, experiencing something that for me is a history lesson. 
Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's not something I ever lived through. I mean, I lived, I, I was working through the dot-com. My, my first intro to the business happened during the dot-com crash and obviously hit 9-11, the financial crisis. And I've, I've hit all these other milestones, COVID, but I've never had to, uh, six, I've never had to guide clients through inflationary times. And I've never had to guide clients through uh, times where interest rates have gone crazy. And so this is, uh, this is, uh, it's always something new in our business, but, you know, I have to keep a long-term perspective and believe that, uh, what we are doing for our clients is right for them every single time. But this is, this is a crazy time mm-hmm. to be in business with all that's going on. And I, I wish I had foresight because I can make so much more money doing that. But I think I think keeping clients steady and just believing in the plan, and I hope the plan's right. <laughs> and if the plan's right, we're going to we're going to do a lot of great things for clients. Nuts, uh, and, and yes, it's hard not to see all of that uh, mm-hmm. behind the scenes. But uh, when it's all said and done, too, that's why I assume prospects are attracted to you and y'all's firm because y'all provide certainty in uncertain times. So that's. I would assume why y'all are continuing to grow successfully. Well, how do, so it's great for your current clients, the people that you've getting in front of and constantly helping them out. But what about, let's talk a little bit more about new clients. So for new customers, how do they find you guys or what are y'all doing out there actively to attract new people to want to be a part of y'all's processes? Uh, what are y'all doing to get in front of new prospects? Referrals from existing clients is always going to be a target for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then using, using systems for, I mean, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of these social media platforms out there are hiring lead generation companies. That's great. They, mm-hmm. they generate cold leads, but ultimately referrals from clients and really good partnerships is where we're seeing seeing good lead flow. We have a really good partnership with you guys where we see a good bulk of new clients or new prospects a week in dealing with you guys. And I mean, I don't want to give away that, oh, that yeah. Yeah. system here. Yeah. But we're, we're seeing a lot of inflow from that. And then taking those leads, uh, getting some natural attraction to them, Mm-hmm. virtually where they believe in you and then letting them kind of mushroom it because everybody we're talking to has 10 to 12 coworkers that they're dealing with. And so we're building good relationships with the prospects up front by educating them first and then asking them to, if they're, if they're qualified to do business with us, but if they're not qualified to look around where they are and find people that fit our, our, needs and our, our ability to be able to help them and uh, and just mushroom out like a mushroom cloud and then just pulling them back in when it comes time. Yeah. And uh, no, I, I, I know several of the, the processes that y'all are doing to, to stay in front of good people, but that's, that's what I love about y'all's group is you treat everybody individually. It's not always about the the dollar of what their net worth is in order for them. You're always looking out for what their uh, best interest is, and you never know what a conversation might lead to to meeting maybe right. somebody else. Um, right. And here we are, 
And also another thing is we're actually chatting on a podcast here. So you just recently started yours not too long ago, I believe. So how, uh, how has podcasting gone or what, what's the name of your podcast for those listeners that yeah, this want to is check my, out? Yeah, this is my third iteration of a podcast. You know, we've had uh, two in the past, uh, but this one's called Stories, Resources, and Ideas. It's really, it's my belief that everybody has a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And um, as a, as just an individual, I mean, like I not, not, for, forget the financial planner world, but when you build a relationship with somebody, you ultimately build that relationship because you get to know their story. And um, there's a, there's a country song out there that Luke Combs sings. That's uh, it, that, that the verse I mean, the course goes, it may not mean much to you, but it does to me. Um, that uh, and it just that 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 song hits me a little bit different way, and that's what the story is about. Is Jeremy's story is so meaningful to him, his wife, and his and his family. Mm-hmm. And so, my goal in stories, resources, and ideas is to extract that story. But my goal, really, as a financial planner and a key advisor, and everybody I deal with, is to not only extract that story here, but then turn around and help them identify the resources they have available to them, both the money they saved and the investment or benefits that are there for them. And then ultimately turn those into ideas. So the whole, the podcast is called stories, resource, and ideas, because we, we look at stories, we crunch numbers, we give, and the whole point there is I, I don't do that to generate client leads. I do that to educate people. Our most recent episode, we talked. We were talking specifically to twenty and thirty year olds about how saving now with the power of compound interest and time can get you to a point where the next pandemic or crisis that happens twenty years from now, they're perfectly they're insulated from it from a financial standpoint. And so, yeah, our podcast is story, resources, and ideas. And uh, I, I have a a co-host who's um, a food channel host. He's a world-renowned chef. He's actually hosting the World Food Cooking Championships um, in Charleston, not not Charleston, Columbia, South Carolina right now. He's a a Star Wars nut, and he's just a freak about his recipes. And so we, we talk about Star Wars. We talk about recipes. We talk about money. Who knows what we're going to talk about? We have so much fun. And I take it, dear, your customers that are already doing business with you, obviously they're going to listen because they love to know ideas. Yeah. Um, right. How's that, how's that feedback gone from, from them, just the, ret- we, from the retention span? Uh, we try to make it so that it, so from a retention span, the, the, my clients know me. And so my personality comes out pretty significant. I mean, my personality, I am who I am comes mm-hmm. out on that. I mean, I'll occasionally throw out a cuss word there, just not even thinking. And, but they, the, the customers love it. I'll get emails or messages saying, hey, I heard that story. And was that my story? Like, I, I, I'll get that <laughs> often. Was that my story? I was like, no, no, it's not your story. But like what, what we use, I mean, what we use it as too is a tool to push forward. Like it's something that gets pushed out there. You know, the great thing about podcasts is you can see analytics on how you're doing and how many people are listening to it, where they're listening to it. And so uh, our 
our, I think we just recorded our 25th, 26th and 27th episode. We do them kind of in advance, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I think our 23rd or 22nd episode we had, I mean, it was the highest one we had and it was basically an episode of us just talking about nothing, but the, the, the flow that came in through Instagram because he highlights Instagram a lot. The flow that came in through Instagram from direct messages was just kind of through the roof. Mm. Um, and I mean, just, and we always throw something in there that just kind of catches people off guard uh, just to see if they catch it. So we'll do a shout out in the episode every once in a while to certain people and see if they catch that, but it's fun. It's yeah, a, sure. it, it, it's, it, it's something that, uh, that just in general, if you're looking to grow your reach, your presence, a 15, 20-minute podcast that can put you put your voice in people's ear when you're not on the phone with them, I think is always, is always good. Uh, I just feel like people, I feel like prospects get to know me more through, uh, through my podcast, through uh, YouTube. I mean, they just get to know my story. And a lot of times is because we, we, we send for new prospects, we send an email out ahead of time that has my story, a video with my story attached to it, a link to a podcast. And, you know, if they listen to it ahead of time, you know, I just feel like they know me mm-hmm. more than, than, uh, than just hopping on a zoom meeting with me. And lev- I mean, being efficient, leveraging your time. I mean, so right. that probably knocks out 15 to 20 minutes explaining who you are and what y'all serve. Right. So, right. Um, and it's fun. And it's fun. That's the thing. Right. I, I will say that's that's something on just podcasting itself. It just it's challenging, right? It constantly you always have to be innovative. You're being creative. It's just an outlet. No, that's I'm good. I'm happy to hear the success. Very interested in hearing some of the upcoming episodes. You got some special guests on. Um, oh yeah, we do. <laughs> for so for those advisors that are listening who bared with us for the 25 minutes here, uh, why would an advisor want to maybe just check us out or look at uh, here at InsureMark some of the services we provide? Uh, any advice you'd give them? I mean, we all, I mean, everybody that's independent, maybe not independent, but has the ability to work outside with a marketing organization. I think you want to, you want to, it, you want to hear the value that a company could bring to you. And I mean, from the advisor mentorship program, you know, the monthly calls that go on the the product, it's impossible as an advisor to know product, all the products. And then uh, it's also impossible to know the ins and out of every product. And so I think when, when you're listening to clients and what their needs are, if you're able to interpret that back to somebody like Jeremy and say, Jeremy, this is what this client's looking for. And then you, you actually get to see how big companies work. You actually get to see the innovation that's in certain products because Jeremy's there to filter through the, the minutia that's a contract with an annuity company and then give it back and say, hey, pr- Mike, practically, this is how this product can help that client. I mean, I think that's big. I, the, marketing support, the, um, I mean, the randomly getting, I mean, I, I see atomic habits in your background books that you, that you have sent to me over the years. And I've read just to leverage my mindset, for instance, has been just amazing. You care as much about 
production as you do. I mean, you, you, you do care about production, but you also care about the development of people also. And that's, uh, and that's important. It's not just the product. It's, uh, it's not just about partying. It's about mm -hmm. uh, helping people grow. So that's no. what I find very attractive about. No, appreciate about that. You, Jeremy. Uh, no, I appreciate yeah. you, Mike. Um, yeah. Is there, so is there anything we have not discussed or words of wisdom you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up here? Uh, just work every day. I mean, it's this, if you're, if you're in this business, I think you just have to show up every day. I mean, this is, this is tough. I mean, I started talking about like I've learned in my practice. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'd say I'm halfway through my career. If I had to really think about the timeline of how long I'm going to work is, is, uh, it failure just absolutely sucks. Uh, it's tough. It's tough hearing no. It's tough seeing uh, friends or family go work with other advisors. It's, it's tough to hear when you are passionate and you know something is right for somebody financially, and yet they just don't get it. They just can't pull the trigger. That's tough to know. But you have to embrace failure and just go, go help the people you can help. Um, be willing to let go of prospects who, you know, as opposed to saying, man, that's a very nice prospect. I'm going to go and meet with them for the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth time. It's better to just let go and let them come back to you uh, when it's time, you know, put a nice drip campaign in place. Let them come back to you when they're ready because, it, you know, failure, embrace failure, but also realize everyone is not on your timeline. Some people aren't ready to pull the trigger right away. You just got to give them time. People work at different, different paces. So that's what I'd share to my peers out there. I love that. Well, appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us today, Mike, um, yeah, obviously. And thank you also to the listener for tuning into this week's episode. Click the subscribe button on your favorite listening device. So you do not miss any future episodes. And remember, in a world full of betas, be an alpha. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Jeremy on LinkedIn to stay up to date. If you would like to request our introduction kit, feel free to check out www.advisormentorship.com and click on Learn More. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark, the advisor mentorship podcast with InsureMark Vice President, Jeremy Hauser.